Good afternoon. Welcome to Coffee and Conversation, a podcast brought to you by the Del Norte County Office of Education and Del Norte County Unified School District. My name is Jeff Harris, and I'm the superintendent of schools for Del Norte County. So following what we've been doing for the last several weeks, um, we are continuing to meet and talk with different members of our classified staff and um, bringing folks forward that represent the different classified families. Because while, and I've said this before, a lot of times we look at students and we think about schools in terms of teachers and principals. There are a whole host of other people. And these are the folks that really make sure that our schools are safe, that our students and staff are healthy, that our students are comfortable, and that we have the right learning conditions um, for kids to be successful. And so today, um, I feel very safe given the COVID situation because I'm being joined by our licensed vocational nurses, our LVNs. So ladies, thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. So let's just kind of go around the table. And if you could introduce yourself and let folks know um, what schools you serve. Amanda Cabrera, um, an LVN here at the district. I've been here, um, I think I started the last month of the school year last year. And right now we're not really at any particular schools. We kind of just float around as needed. I'm Celeste LaVos, I'm an LVN. I've been here for a little over three years and I spend a week on at Redwood and then a week going to all the other schools. My name is Darlene. I've been here February. It'll be six years. Um, right now, because we're a nurse short, we're, we're going to Redwood week on, week off, right. and then we go, um, we switch, and then we go to all the schools float, float around. Float around. So you guys, it's really kind of cool because you, the three of you represent really three different experiences with the school district, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And, and kind of what it's been like. So Starlene, you, you were here well before COVID. Yes, way before. And Celeste, you came on, unfortunately, right about the time it started to hit. A little bit before. A little bit before. Yeah. And then Amanda, you haven't known anything else. Correct. Right. <laughs> Correct. Oh, and what fun it's been too, right? <laughs> So um, l let me ask you guys this, and, and we were talking about it just before we kind of started recording today. Being an LVN, nurses are in high demand everywhere. I mean, have been for years. I remember, you know, back when I first started, um, I was a teacher at a middle school, and we had about 1,300 6th, 7th, and 8th graders, and we had a nurse that came in once every two weeks for one day. And wow. that's Yeah, that was it, right? And um, where I, I was a superintendent at a small school district over in the valley, and we had a nurse that we contracted for her to come in and work. She worked nine days a year. That was our contract. Wow. Right? And that's all we had. The only other thing we had, our front office folks, um, our school secretary and, and the clerical assistant, we called it the boo-boo uh, brigade. <laughs> the, the, the kids would come in and, you know, they would have their little, you know, ding on their elbow from falling down. Yeah. So we pulled out the ice pack and the Band-Aid because a Band-Aid fixes everything. Right? Yes, it yes. does. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you guys are in high demand. So let me ask you this just right off the bat. When you could go to a hospital or you could be at a medical facility as an LVN, why did you guys choose public schools? For me personally, yeah. it's um, because of my family. 
I needed more time with my kids and their school schedule, and I'm able to be at home with them more when they need me there. I, for myself, um, I also have a teenager in high school, and it is great being able to be on her schedule. I am also a full-time RN student, and the school district has been very accommodating um, and flexible with my schedule, allowing me to um, take the classes that I need to take to pursue my RN, so you can't really go wrong there. Well, and that's because we want to keep you after you get your RN and then get you your BSN and then have you join us as a school that's nurse. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying, Amanda. Star? So pretty much my whole life I've worked with kids, mm-hmm. um, special needs kids. I got a job at DNAS when I was 15. So wow. I really like working with kids and I think I'm good at it. So it was, but I ended up going to nursing school and I, I had several jobs that I, you know, I mean, I did good at, but I just, my heart wasn't in it. And then when they, when they offered this job, it's the best of both worlds. I get to be a nurse and work with kids and, and I get to see, like, I get to, I don't know, change their lives, maybe make a difference in, um, how bad their day is going or something that maybe happened horrible at home. Um, I love my job. I want to retire from here. Oh, that's great. Well, you know, and, and like you said, it's about kind of changing lives, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and again, going back to health and safety, because, again, it's not just like I was talking about. It's not it's not the boo-boo brigade, right, for the bumps and bruises. Um, you guys deal with some pretty intense situations at times. I mean, every everything from um, a child that falls off a swing set and just says, my arm hurts, and we find out that it's broken, to... Yeah. Um, some students who have, uh, I think, some significant medical needs that are, you know, genetic or, or, or you know, they've been diagnosed with, with cancer or something. So um, what – you love your jobs, but what's the hardest part of your jobs? The hardest part for me was and is still hearing sometimes how rough students might have it mm-hmm. and – Often we are the ones that they want to talk to, so we get to be a listener for them. And that's, I think, where Star is talking about helping them and maybe changing their lives or just being another person for them. Or the person. Or the person. The person for them. Yeah. It's a little different kind of being part of that safety net, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's it's not just health. It's also some mental health, maybe some some social health because you guys aren't really the the, you're not perceived as the heavies you're not the you know the authority figure of a of a principal or sometimes even a teacher you kind of get to be that person who's trusted yeah Mm -hmm. we're not as intimidating as i don't know they're not sitting here right now with you But yeah, you're not, it's not the intimidation factor. Yeah. Kids know you're there. And you know, because I think the cool thing about it is I think in some ways society conditions kids to, to be afraid, right? When I'm of certain things, when I was a principal, people would say, oh, I had to go to the principal's office. Well, half the time I was calling kids in, it was to say, hey, this is really cool. You know, what, what prize do you want? Yeah. Um, but nurses, you guys are, are those people that everybody is taught to trust. 
and and you know that's 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 a heavy burden to bear sometimes i think so what what are some of the other struggles that you guys have i for me it's been covid yeah. I, I mean the whole year of covid <laughs> that's I, I missed the kids um i was really happy to get to see them again it just even still hasn't went back to the same as it was and right. i'm really really looking forward to going back to normal well and i don't know if you guys know either and i don't know how many of the of the referrals to child protective services actually come from the nursing department the health department overall but you know when covid first hit that that spring of 20 um referrals were down by over 60 percent yeah. Just because I think, again, you guys see those things that are concerning, so do our other staff. And we just, uh, there was a huge drop in services. What does it look like now? I mean, are, 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 do you see children coming to school that are struggling at this point? Oh, for sure. I, I, like, I don't know anything different other than the school district on COVID. So f for me, it's just, I'm not sure if it's a normal if or what it was like prior to but yeah i feel like kids that come in um they struggle a lot they struggle with home life i think covid has really took a toll mm -hmm. on a lot of kids from the first graders to the to the seniors i think that um they're they don't want to be at home because they spent the last however long at home mm -hmm. but at the same time they don't they haven't coped yet with coming back to school mm -hmm. or the mask thing is. Oh, I know. Well, it's six and a half hours of masking <laughs> up, right? And that's, that's hard for adults. And, and, you know, and, and it's not, I don't personally, I don't see it getting any easier on the horizon. I mean, you guys, and I hear again, I don't know if, if our public really knows about all the work that you're doing, but for the last year, You've been testing our athletes because CIF said they had to be tested before every athletic event, yes. right? Now we are also required to be, well, we're not required to test our staff, but we're offering that as, a, as, a, as an op opportunity for staff. So you guys are now doing the antigen testing for staff along with the athletes. And as we get into concert season, if we have students that are performing in concerts, we're going to have to test those students before they perform. Yes. Because that's another thing the state has thrown on all of us. Um, so it's been hard. How, how has testing gone? Because I think that's the newest brick to be put in your backpack, right? I think testing has gone okay once we got the system down, the electronic part and learning how to do the test it's it flows pretty easily i think i know when i first heard about it i was i was excited that i mean it's not great to do the testing but it meant that the kids were going to come back and right. get to play sports again and getting closer and closer to normal so it was lovely to see kids again oh yeah well it was <laughs> yeah. It, it was an option that allowed people to come on yeah and amanda loves it do. She's the best. I, yeah, I love it. Well, <laughs> you, the you COVID did it. queen. That's right. It, well, and, and for those of you who don't know, you can always go back and check it out. We do have a webinar with Amanda actually demonstrating how to give a Binax antigen COVID test. So that was, yeah. So she'll be taking autographs later. We'll let you know. <laughs> 
keep you posted. <laughs> keep you posted. <laughs> but the next big hurdle is also vaccinations, right? And I think we've got a lot of staff that are concerned about that. We've got families that are concerned about that. And you guys are probably aware FDA just approved it for 5 to 11-year-olds. So that's a whole new kind of, I think, ball game as far as what that's going to look like over the next year. Um, and, and I don't know, you know, where that'll take us, but in, in your roles, have you, I think, have you seen the effects of COVID on kids in the classrooms or has it really been? Cause from when I look at the numbers, most of the transmission has happened outside of school. Yes. By and by and large. We've had a couple of cases where it looks like it might have happened in school, but out of all the cases, most of them have happened somewhere else. Are you seeing kids that are coming to school sick, or do most of our kids seem to be more healthy, you know, as we've taken additional precautions as things have happened over the past couple of years? When I'm at a uh, Redwood, um, I still get kids that come in sick, and... I reluctantly call their parent and tell them <laughs> they are not supposed to be here. Well, I have to be at work. Yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry. I have to miss work, too, when my kids are sick. And that's a struggle, but I try to just be compassionate and understanding with them. And the kids get sad because they want to be here. But and just, a lot of times I feel like they think that they're going to get in trouble because they're feeling ill and right. don't want to have to go home. So we do a lot of reassuring that it has nothing to do with that. Yeah. And I I feel <clears throat> like when we are able to test some of those kids, because some of those kids just have allergies oh, yeah. or, or something that's making them cough and their teachers send them up and they're, you know, there's nothing wrong with them. They don't have a fever. They just are coughing because sneezing, snotty, because of just seasonal allergies. And mm -hmm. it'd be nice to be able to swab their nose with their parents' permission, of course, and, and say, okay, well, it's not COVID. It's, it, maybe it is allergies, yeah. you know, and that's... Well, those students mm -hmm. can, that do have a known allergy problem or diagnosis, can go to their doctor and have their doctor say that these symptoms are not caused by COVID and bring that note in, and then they can stay there with their allergy symptoms. Yeah, and, and you know, I think that's been one of the hardest things mm -hmm. because a lot of our families, uh, what you're dealing with is extremely nuanced, Yeah. right? Because we not only do we have staff and students that, that have, I think everything at this point is a COVID-like symptom. Yes. Right? <laughs> um, but you you have a you have a child that comes in and they've got allergies or they've got whatever. Um, a parent might get a call to come pick their child up, but if they heard on one of our webinars, a podcast, if they've actually dug into the documents that we've posted online or whatever that says you can go to your doctor and have this, you know, kind of notification that comes to the schools, um, then you're good. And then what you're only looking for are new or worsening symptoms. Yeah. Right. And and a, a lot of folks they they kind of start missing those nuances and then it becomes a very black and white thing when when in fact I think there's some gray areas where your expertise really comes into play. I tend to let them come in like if they're and lay down on the 
the nurse's bed for a while and watch them (laughs) (laughs) just to to see how they're acting a lot of times i don't know they'll just come in i mean they're still the the players the ones the the frequent flyers that still come in for oh i've got a tummy ache every single day during math yeah yeah (laughs) something they don't want to do don't want to be outside don't want to right i think again i don't know what it's like to be at a school all the time but i do think that being able to be at one school really gives you the chance to get to know kids Mm -hmm. and that way you can see how their behaviors actually are are they coming is this their normal behavior or do they seem off are they sick or Mm -hmm. are they acting out so i think that that is would be a huge benefit to be able to have more staffing so that we could staff schools like we we should be able to or we would like to right I think it it goes to um, patient care. Yeah. So, Starlene, you had talked about, you know, kind of changing lives, kind of thinking about those things. Um, As you guys kind of think back on the time that you have been in the district, and it's varied greatly, right? What are... What are some of the things over the next year or two, and I'll, I'll kind of say looking back at where you have been, but Amanda, going to what you were talking about, about, you know, that patient care piece, because I think that's really important. What would you guys like to see in your department? What what accomplishment or accomplishments would you like to see as part of your department in the next maybe 12 to 18 months? I I would like to see the staffing. I mean, like she said, yeah. um, I know they were talking about hiring health aides that maybe they could even be at some, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what happened with that. I know they interviewed for it, but they could be sitting at some of the schools. Maybe they're not allowed to do certain things without right. the actual license, but they would be the ones that knew the frequent flyers and, and knew, you know, this kid looks pale mm-hmm. today or... or or, um, well, and I think going back to what you had talked about, too, it'd be great if we could test students on the spot yes. with parent permission to say, you know what, yeah, you don't have to go home. This is not COVID, yeah. right? And and additional staff would also support that. Yeah. What what other goals might you guys have? I think that's actually a great goal. Not I know we don't know where we're going with COVID at this point, right. but if it gets to that point, I would like to be able to have a consent on file and say, hey... Let's just, this this child has a consent. Let's just test them. That way we don't have to call and have somebody come pick them up. We can just say, hey, we, we called or we tested. Here's your phone call. Everything is fine. They're going back to class. That's if they don't have another um, contagious something yeah. going on with yeah. a fever. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we don't want that 102 fever. No, no, no. no. <laughs> But, but, you know, I think that's that's what a lot of our families really suffered from when we had to shut things down yes. and they still suffer from. It's that how do I how do I keep making a living? How do I take care of my family if I'm getting a call every five minutes because my kid has, like I said, a COVID symptom, which the laundry, you know, it's turned into quite the laundry list. Yeah. So, you know, a couple things that we've talked about today really do hinge on staffing. And when we first started off, we said, why, why would somebody from a high demand, highly paid field come to work in, in public schools? Because um, 
you know, it, it's just not the same. And we talked a little bit about lifestyle. Right now, we have over 100 job openings um, for our district. And we know that, that health services needs that, that additional assistance. Um, what, what do you think, number one, are the reasons or what's a piece of advice you'd give somebody if they were looking to come to the district? And what do you think would entice somebody to come here? Well, like I said, for me, um, I have small children that are in school and it's nice to be on their schedule and where I'm able to be home with them when they're home and not have to rely on someone else to watch them. Um, I think a higher pay would be enticing to bring more Elvians or RNs to work here. Mm -hmm. We do not make as much as they would as, say, the hospital but it's a different, a different environment, different job that we do here. So, so I am actually um, an institutional nurse. Also, I come from the prison, and I am currently at the jail. And pay is significantly more outside of the school district. Mm -hmm. So obviously, that would be much more enticing to, to bring more nurses here. Mm -hmm. However how much pay is really worth your sanity because <laughs> <laughs> um, while you work nights and crazy hours and holds and mandates or having to deal with the population of patients there, the population of patients here um, is kids and kids in need. So it's, uh, it's really lifestyle, like you said. It's a different kind of, yeah. different kind of animal. Yeah. Yeah. So let me, this is a question too, that I always have, because one of the things that we hear, one of the big fear factors that folks see when they go to apply for a job with the district is the test, right? How was, how is the LVN test? I wouldn't know. I didn't take it. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it was it was it was pretty easy. It was basic. It was basic first aid and and um, stuff like that. The interview part was hard for me. <laughs> it wasn't. I mean, I've interviewed a few times. I did right. really good on the test, but when it came to the interview part, I didn't do well. But but the the job as far as is like other pluses is I mean, you get a week off for Thanksgiving. You get you get what, two weeks off for Christmas break, you mm -hmm. get summer, you can go on vacation. I mean, with or without kids, it's kind of nice, you know? So what piece of advice would you give to somebody if they said, you know, I've been thinking about going to work there? What would you tell them? Go for it. It's a great environment. The people that work for the district are friendly. It feels more like a family environment. Everyone's there to help you when you need help. Um, at least that's what it's like for me. So the LVNs are a little shady. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Who were you pointing at? Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm the hard one. <laughs> um, I think that all of the health services, like, I definitely feel like it's a family. Um we can laugh together, we joke together, we tell our 
life to each other mm-hmm. and we're there for each other if one of us can't be there you just pick up the phone and somebody else will help pick up your slack so as far as as, as long as i've been here health services is an awesome place to be and the people at the district aren't half bad <laughs> <laughs> Only the other half, right, Amanda? Yeah. I'm just <laughs> well, guys, hey, thank you for your time. Thanks for coming in this afternoon. Thanks for having Thanks us. for having thank us. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, you guys are a fun group, and I can only imagine what it's like in the office. <laughs> hey, well, all the best, and um, again, hopefully soon we'll be able, you know, start like you were saying, we'll be able to start testing our start testing our kids once we get testing of staff down and ready to end going. Um, appreciate everything you guys have done because we wouldn't be where we are now if it wasn't for um, you and other members of health services. And I know that we've also had some volunteers out there that have worked with you to be able to do some things on our campuses. So um, we look forward to, again, helping you realize some of what you stated as your goals. It'd be great to have some more folks on board because I think you hit the nail on the head, Amanda. It really is patient care. And we're doing a lot with social-emotional learning, and we also need to focus on the physical health of our students and staff. So really do appreciate that. So thank you, ladies. Thank I you. Also just, I just also really quickly want to Sorry, say... Sorry, we're out of time. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say thank you um, to those people that have volunteered to help us with testing. It has been a tremendous amount of help for our staffing so thank you yes thank you all right thanks again have a great one